guys, welcome back to Daring Faith, a podcast where we empower the everyday Jesus-loving guys and gals to be bold, to be different, to be set apart, living defined by Christ for a purpose and for such a time as this. I'm Simina. And I'm Genesee. And we're so glad y'all decided to tune in today as we discuss starting your own ministry with two very special guests, Andrew and Katie Thalbush. Hey guys. Hi. Hello. So my wife and I, Katie, we run Love Goes at Emmanuel Church, and at the same time, we're also part of the youth leadership at our Resurrection Youth Nights. It's awesome. Nice. So we've got a bit to cover today, and we can't wait to hear what y'all have to say. So to get started, can you tell us a little bit about Love Goes Emmanuel? Sure. So Love Goes at Emmanuel is an outreach ministry that we started, and what we want to do with Love Goes is to impact the city around us, which is Anaheim. We want Mm -hmm. to help um, the homeless however we can. We're trying to give and channel supplies to schools, to any department that we can in the city, and just work with organizations for causes that we support. Yeah, and we actually, so we started back in December 2019 unofficially, and what we started with was making homeless packages in with the youth group to distribute in downtown Santa Ana. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of, we had one time with that and it was really awesome. But we, with COVID, had to stop everything. And Mm -hmm. once we, pardon me, once we started to think more about it at the end of COVID or at least 2020, Mm -hmm. we kind of got this idea of making something bigger. And so that's when we realized we wanted to do more than just give packages of hygiene items to homeless. We wanted to think more big picture. At least that's the the picture that God gave us was just to to look into more ways to help other people in more than just sustain where they're at, like for the homeless, for example, to help them get off the streets, mm-hmm. to do something that has more of a lasting impact. But those are still important as well, the other things like hygiene bags. Yeah, we were inspired yeah. to dream big with this one because mm-hmm. in the beginning, our scope was small. Like... We should do this thing to give homeless bags because it'll help. But in the long term, what does that do after the supplies run out, after day two or three, you know? So a friend of ours from Eastside inspired us to dream big because we have a really big God. And I'm convinced that my dream is not bigger than his. So whatever I'm dreaming is still small. And I feel like I'm dreaming pretty big for the city of Anaheim to be changed the way way I dream and, and, and think about this. But... Yeah, we want this to be a a citywide and eventually much bigger impact than that. Yeah, and so what we do is we partner with organizations in the Anaheim City area and neighboring cities, and we do outreach events with them, and it's for different causes like homelessness, foster system, um, goodness, I'm trying to think what else, but we do the schools, Mm -hmm. and we're just, we're just connecting with whoever is available and whoever is willing to allow us to help out and we because we recognize that we don't know everything about the community's needs but these organizations are they they are in it every day and they know so then we're able to do something more tangibly and to be able to serve not only them and in the community but to the individual needs as well also with um with mothers and children that that escape abuse yes and uh, who was it? The sheepfold in Olive Crest specifically work with women, right? Yes, yes. So we're we're ta- we're talking about even women that are that are fleeing abuse as well. So we're mm-hmm. we're just trying to cater to everything that we possibly can because we we want our hearts to be burdened for what burdens God's. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when He sees pain, He comes to 
to bring renewal and he yeah. brings love and he brings grace and we're supposed to go to those things that break his heart because they should be breaking ours as well. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. That's great. So um, how did you guys know that the Lord was specifically calling you to starting your own ministry? And why did you guys specifically choose community outreach, if I could ask? So this is, it's actually a really beautiful thing when I, when I look at the ministry now as it started in January of this year is this has been something I've dreamed about since I was about 15, 16 years old. So that's been like seven years now. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And I actually, I I lived in the Palm Springs area growing up, and I noticed during the hot summers, homeless were were around, not as much as it is in the Anaheim area, but I noticed that people would need things like Mm -hmm. water, for example. And one day it just randomly came to my mind about, why don't I go distribute homeless bags with just water or whatever? And for some reason, I never got to it, maybe because I didn't drive or whatever. But that was something that I carried in my mind for so many years. And it wasn't until uh, our youth pastor allowed us to do the event with Resurrection, the youth group, Mm -hmm. that we had an opportunity. And I, I saw what Effect it had on the youth and what we could tangibly do. The one in December, right? 2019? Yes, in December 2019, mm-hmm. that, that kind of unofficial start to what we did in our ministry. And, and yes, okay. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know if there was anything you wanted to put in. I'm sorry. And so we kind of, after we talked with our friend at Eastside Church, like Andrew said, we started dreaming big and I, I think we started coming up with like our mission statement. What did we really want to do? What was exactly, how big could we dream? Mm-hmm. And we kind of, I think it was a week or two that we had kind of, I don't know, dragged our feet for a little bit. We didn't Just, do nothing. We didn't do anything. We had, it's like a block of, of time in my notes from when I started doing things. And then there was just, this is the next note two weeks later. Yeah. But it was because we kind of were busy with the beginning of the year. But I was having my own devotional time. And I came across 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 10 and 11. And I'm going to read it to you because it, I, f- I felt God speak to us so clearly and I was so shocked that <laughs> that God talked to us this way. And it says, here is my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. Give in proportion to what you have. So if that's not wow. God speaking into your life, <laughs> wow. then I don't know what is when he's telling you literally to do what you started a year ago and it was just weeks in between being yeah. almost exactly a year. Yeah. Wow. And so we, we knew we needed to start fast. <laughs> and so it was within two weeks of, of that kind of revelation or that that opportunity that God spoke to us that we were announcing it in church and officially launching it. Wow. So we just realized, wow. all right, we better not wait on this. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. So um, what was the process like? And what did you guys learn along the way? What was difficult? And where did the Lord stretch you guys the most? Well, there was no process. It's not uh, like some kind of cookie cutter formula where you do steps one, two, three, and then you have cookies at the end. Hooray. We're Mm -hmm. honestly (laughs) in the very beginning stages of still learning what we're doing, Mm -hmm. learning how we can connect with people, how to do things better, how to do things more efficiently. We're learning how to communicate with our specific like Romanian community here, which is different than what you would expect with like an English community or American community. Um, So it wasn't, I don't know, 
it wasn't anything that we can put our finger on and say this is exactly how we did and it was perfect. Yeah. But yeah. it it was a lot of relying on the Holy Spirit and it was a lot of asking God, what do we do next? Show us what to do. How do we approach this situation? Please give us wisdom for um, dealing with people because we're working with a lot of people right now. So it's constant communication with people that think different, that behave differently. You know, so it's a lot of leaning and relying on God as our foundation yeah. and our solid rock to, okay, we want to build this thing, but it has to be on him. Mm-hmm. So. And yeah, this is this is something that the church hasn't done before, at least Emmanuel Church. This yeah. is something totally new, and I, neither of us have been involved in starting a ministry before. So there's not really, there's a gap in outreach, there's a gap in, in a ministry for that kind of capacity, and we had no clue what to do. And mm-hmm. I think it was just, it's pressing in because it's not a past tense. It's a present tense. We're still, like Andrew said, still we're still processing. We're still trying to figure it out. What works, what doesn't yeah. work. Feedback mm-hmm. is super helpful for us. But I think what matters the most and what drives the process is the compassion and the burning in our hearts yeah. for what breaks God's heart. And just having that compassion for the homeless originally and for these different causes to know that there's needs. And so now it's just, what is the need of the community and how can we help fill? Because there's a lot of times where these events that we started with so far, it didn't come for we just had, oh, this is on the list of a thing that we can do. We just talked with people, the different organizations we're partnered with and say, what is your need? And for example, our Easter basket basket outreach that we'll talk about later but that just came out of a phone call where the contact was saying our kids don't have easter baskets and so we just thought this is great let's do something Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is just seeing where the need is and being flexible and open Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um what advice would you guys give to someone that is maybe thinking about starting their own ministry or currently in the process of that I suppose my first piece of advice <clears throat> is if you feel like God spoke to you on this matter, trust that he spoke you, spoke to you, excuse mm-hmm. me, trust that he spoke to you. Because many times what the enemy will do is after you receive a word or, or you feel like the Lord put something on your heart, the enemy is going to be right there waiting to like snatch that seed away so it doesn't yeah. take root. Because if that thing yeah. takes root, it's going to grow into something that well, the devil fears, which is a people of God rising up and tearing down the kingdom of darkness so that the kingdom of God can come in and bring light, bring salvation, bring healing, deliverance, restoration, all these things that Jesus paid for on the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just praying and pressing into it, we we took a couple of weeks, maybe a little bit more until I kind of got stopped with, with that uh, Bible verse to kind of go. I, I think yeah. I was a little scared about starting something. And yeah. without that kind of direction or process, I think I, I dragged my feet a little bit. So I think just just trusting and praying and pressing into it, taking the right amount of time, not dragging your feet on it because this is something that's for now. It's not for later to procrastinate on. Mm-hmm. When it's a dream that God puts in your heart, don't wait. Don't, don't let fear keep you from jumping in because, yeah. I mean – what's the worst that could have happened for us? I mean, we jumped in. We were unprepared, but Holy Spirit prepared us. God God was with us every step of the way. Oh, yeah, we're not prepared for we're, this. I mean, we're it's, learning yeah. every day, yeah. It's not something that you can just prepare for and be like, all right, today I did all the preparation I could ever possibly do. <laughs> Let's do this thing. No, sometimes you literally just have to jump 
in whether it's head first or feet first, however you prefer. But the point is to just do it, <laughs> yeah, literally to yeah. just start. And even when we have planned everything we possibly can, yeah. it's still, I mean, things still happen. Things crumble at the very end right yeah. before we start. And we think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? How is this yeah. going to work? And every every outreach event is a testimony of God's faithfulness because what he, he put in our hearts, this mission, and we continue seeking him. We continue praying into it and, and allowing him to guide us. And when we're faithful to that, he is always more than faithful. He is never one to let us down or to leave us at the end with, okay, well, we didn't have enough. We didn't end up working this out in the end. God doesn't leave you dry. He doesn't leave you hanging. God is is not a cruel God like that. That's true. He's always with you. And so just yeah. trusting his voice that you heard him, praying and pressing into that, asking people for advice. Those people that started, we talked with those organizations that are doing what we do. And we asked, what do you need? What did you do? How did you do this? Because Yeah, we asked literally everyone we can possibly find that does some kind of outreach like what we're trying to start and we asked for help. Mm -hmm. So I yeah, another one would be to be humble enough and be willing to learn and mm -hmm. ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then a last thing is just develop a mission statement of your ministry mm -hmm. because that's that's what's going to drive what you're doing and everything, your goals, all of that should be fitting into that. But it's also something to look back on and remember what you're doing this for because it will get tiring. It will become something, what am I doing this for when, when people aren't following through, when you're looking at the circumstance, but when you remember that God called me to this and this is our mission and this is what I'm doing, then it drives you with a passion that you don't yeah. just lose. You have to keep that passion. Yeah. That passion should also be the thing that doesn't or the thing that, that keeps you going regardless of opposition or difficulty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you will face difficulty. You're going to face your own unique challenges, your own unique trials, your own unique set of circumstances that you have to get over. For example, we do. We have to we're trying we're introducing a thing that completely changes the way we view our christian life because it's mm -hmm. at least in many many churches it's easy to be complacent it's mm -hmm. a whole lot easier to not do anything and to sit back chill receive from like your pastor or your youth pastor and then just coast through life but if you want to do something for the kingdom, there's always going to be a price to pay. There's always going to be difficulty. There's always going to be some kind of challenge. But it's a good thing you have a God that loves to win battles. He mm -hmm. loves to win the victory and has the victory for you set apart through Jesus Christ because everything was settled at the cross. Yeah. And so through the yeah. Holy Spirit that was given to us the same way it was given to Jesus, we can do everything. Either I said this on Saturday when we were doing the... um the info lunch, uh, where Jesus told his disciples and, and us, greater works than these will you do. And so either Jesus is a liar because he did some pretty amazing things, or we're either not living up to the potential that he sees in us and have access through the Holy Spirit. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think something to say even just about our ministry, even the name, Love Goes, it's an action. It's not supposed mm -hmm. to be something that's comfortable. It's not supposed to be this this worldly idea of love that we we know because we're living inside the world. We know that you can say I love you and not really mean it. 
You yeah. can say I love you totally. and not show any action whatsoever. And Jesus totally. was a man of action. He is a man of action. Yeah. And we want to follow in Jesus's footsteps, right? So our love is supposed to go out. Our love is supposed to sacrifice. It's supposed to be humble. It's supposed to be an action of our everyday life. Not just the goal of this ministry is not just for let's do these little outreach events. We want to find out what our volunteers' passions are, what drives them, what breaks their heart, and equip them to be able to serve in their everyday lives because this is a daily thing. This is not just an outreach. It's an eternal mindset of loving like Jesus to everyone you encounter. And so it's it's a way of life that we're trying to remind people of because like That's Andrew right. said, complacency is the worst. If if the devil can't get you from from sin or getting into the world, he's gonna get you from complacency and fear. Yeah. yeah. And we we have a savior that died for us so that we don't have to be hindered by that anymore. Mm-hmm. So love is a big deal because love is what drove Jesus to the cross. Yeah. Or yes. to go through with the cross, what he tells um I think it was the Pharisees or whoever he was answering to, um, <clears throat> that he can call 10,000 angels by his side right now to like take him off the cross or or just to do whatever it is that he wanted to do to come down from the cross and not go f- forward with it or, or to not pay the ultimate price. And it cost God everything to love. Yeah. The least that we can do is give back a little bit to our community mm-hmm. and to tell people about this same God, the same Jesus that died for us. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And Absolutely. I love what you said. Sorry for taking no, a little no. long on this question. I ramble. But... I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 but something – so we had our volunteer information lunch this Saturday, and something that you said was about um, that this is our one chance to serve. To serve Jesus. Yeah, and I, I'd love if you shared that because I – thought that was amazing what you shared so that thought it's not a thought it's something that jesus himself said in matthew 25 he was talking about the people that um encountered him at at the end of their life and jesus was responding to them and saying um when you've done these things you were doing it as unto me and these things were uh clothing those that were naked giving someone a glass of water or visiting someone in prison, just showing love to the least of these, you did it as unto me. And I think that's a big deal because if you think about what that implies, so Jesus did everything for us, right? He did everything for us on the cross. And now he's giving us this amazing, precious opportunity with the little bit of time that we have to do something back for him. And once our life is done, that's it. We don't get to do that anymore. In heaven, there is no more need for sacrifice. There's no more need to do anything. There's nothing that we can possibly do to give back to Jesus. This is our time in this life to literally serve others, to serve the least of our brothers, exactly as unto Christ. Yeah. This isn't just an outlook for love goes. This is an outlook for whatever ministry you start. Yes. This isn't and and one thing that I'd love to say is that your ministry doesn't have to be an official ministry. Our lives are supposed to be in ministry. Whatever it is you're doing, whatever thing you're doing, if you're just giving homeless bags out and you're not even connected to a ministry or starting that, if that's not even what God's specifically calling you to, but you have a calling and you have a ministry, nothing is too little or too insignificant that you're doing if God puts it on your heart and you're doing it with that that 
love and that desire and that humble servant heart. And it's aligned like what what uh, Matthew 25 verses 34 through 40 say, which is our core verses for this yeah. outreach. And so it's remembering that whatever ministry you start, it's remembering this is your opportunity to serve Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A glass of water. Mm. Think about how insignificant that might be. So you don't have to have this great big ministry, yeah. this this amazing platform, this huge pulpit, all this and all that, a simple glass of water given in the name of Jesus. It's as if you're giving it to Christ himself. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I, I want to add is when we first, uh, for those of you who don't know, when we were kind of in the process of starting our ministry, Daring Faith, yeah. uh, we talked to Andrew and Katie and kind of shared like what our thoughts were and we were a little bit worried about feeling unqualified and unprepared, like spiritually not ready, you know? And I really love what you said, Andrew, about God qualifies those he calls. Can you guys maybe share a little about what if somebody feels like they're not ready to take on what the Lord has put on their hearts? You know, they feel unprepared or whatnot. So if you let your emotions dictate what you do in life, you're never going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. First, I mean, just think about it. Um, I don't feel qualified to speak as a quote unquote youth leader or youth servant, whatever you want to call me or whatever you want to give this title at our resurrection youth night, let alone give an exhortation in church. Yeah. I don't feel qualified, but I have to get over how I feel because I know what God called me to do. Mm-hmm. And if he called me to do this, I know that my feelings are probably lying to me. So I would rather trust what he said over what my feelings are saying in a current situation or a moment that will pass in the end. And then I'll look back and I'll just kick myself because, man, I just I mm. did, I, I went off of how I felt and I didn't trust that God was with me. So if you're feeling these things, it's time to trust God more than how you feel. Yeah. And even think about Moses. Yeah. Moses didn't feel qualified. And what did God say? I made your mouth. I mean, when you are doing this in the name of God and you are trusting his leading, like, like the, what he said, it it qualifies you, but it's not anything in your own strength. If you're looking for your own strength, then you're not trusting God. We are not prepared for anything that we're doing, but that's the most wonderful place to be in because then I can fully rest yes. in in his power exactly. because it's not mine. When it's part of me in it, it's my ego, it's my power. But yeah. when it's not anything that I can do, it's stepping out in faith. Your faith will get stronger when you when you press into that and know it's okay to not feel qualified. You pray, you are obedient, and the rest comes from him because he is who fills in the blanks and the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. In my weakness, he's the strength. Mm-hmm. And just like that, just don't be afraid. Don't miss the calling and the ministry and the anointing that he has put on your heart and for your life because you are fearful of your inadequacy because that's not true. It's a lie straight from the enemy. Don't believe that. Believe what the Bible says about you. Amen. Honestly, just being, un- this is going to sound utterly stupid and possibly ridiculous, but being unprepared <laughs> is fun. <laughs> it's fun because... I get to be like, all right, Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I don't know what the end result is. And that's great because you do. And I get to trust you through it. So why should I worry if my God is not worried? Like what? 
It, it's ridiculous. It's a hard lesson to learn. You can tell the opposite. You're you, you're like, this is fun. I'm thinking, this is scary. <laughs> That's why you have me. All right, let's just go forward. Let's just do it. Let's go. So, yeah. yeah. Let's be crazy about it. Okay, so um, what has the Lord done through your ministry this far? And you guys recently shared with the youth a testimony you guys had um, at your last outreach. Yeah, so we've done a couple of things so far, uh, one of which is our organization that we're partnered with, which is Love Anaheim. It was a hygiene bag event, and so they work with people in the community, and it's we made 408 hygiene packages, and it was distributed wow. at a food drive, yeah, and it was filled with so many things like soap, Kleenex, I don't know, deodorant, Hand toothbrushes, sanitizer. yeah. Uh, toothpicks, literally anything that you would need for hygiene was in that bag. Yeah, and so our some families from the church, we just got together on a Saturday and we put those together. And it was really something beautiful to think about and, and just thinking about how blessed we are is that these people had to wait hours in the food drive in line mm -hmm. to get food because they can't afford food and they can't afford these basic hygiene items mm -hmm. and to think that that's so easy for us to get right yeah and so that's such a tangible way that we were able to help the community and it's it's that glass of water right yeah and that was a huge influence and, and part of the packages also had a little bit of a encouragement and a gospel message in it mm -hmm. so yeah. that was one of them mm -hmm. um the other one was the Easter basket drive that we did with Faith in Motion, um, and like the name says, we did it for Easter, and in it were, so Faith in Motion with this event that we were doing, they work with social services, and it was for kids that were being placed into new homes for whatever reason, they were taken out of their old home and put into this new mm -hmm. one for safety reasons, uh, life-threatening reasons, whatever it may be. And so the idea with this Easter basket is, one, we put things in this basket so that families can do activities together, mm -hmm. whether that's playing games or baking something together, um, toys for the kids. We tailored it as much as we could because we had names and an age, and so we were able to tailor it to boys and girls. Yeah. And we also put the gospel message in this one, too, through mm -hmm. a, a jelly bean prayer, which Katie found is really awesome if you want to, mm -hmm. like, Take a second to talk about that. Oh, well, I mean, I don't have it on me right now, but it was really cool. All of the colors of the jelly beans corresponded with the whole death and resurrection of Jesus. Oh. And so we wanted to make it in a way that the kids, it wasn't where it was overbearing too yeah. much because mm -hmm. some people aren't believers and we don't want to, we want to plant seeds. Mm -hmm. We don't want to overwhelm to the point where they say, oh, okay, it's another church, you know, because mm -hmm. they don't have yeah. the right outlook. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. wanted to do it in a way that was creative, in a way that the kids will comprehend and be able to say, oh, the colors, this is great. And what we did is we actually, in the front of our church, so it was a drive-through event with our church and we had games set up in the front. We had tents, we had games, we have food for the, the kids, snacks. Um, yeah. They got to play with the youth from our church and interact with them, which I you can tell from the kids' faces that everyone is having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And I love that one because I got to take one of those precious moments where you can just like sit back and watch it unfold for a second. And you just saw just this amazing picture of, of love and embrace that yeah. these kids were uh, experiencing. And it was just so beautiful to see. I love this one. Yeah. And actually what you were mentioning about that testimony is that – so we, we made about – 
over 70 baskets and those were bigger size baskets for families of like four to six people Mm -hmm. and so we if you think about that in terms of families that's a lot of people and over 100 children attended with their families Mm -hmm. so that I mean that just in itself I know they're smaller numbers but to begin for our first larger scale event that was really exciting for us I don't know I just 100 kids that's we were They're talking like about everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't come all at once. I think maybe because it was within three hours or so, it kind of felt like uh-huh. it was I know, less. Forty-five minutes. It was just like thirty kids. It was crazy. It was really great, but it talking about that unprepared thing that that we just mentioned. This was something we had no idea what to do, and even leading up to it. And at the beginning of it, I remember I was running out because we didn't realize cars had come early. Mm-hmm. I was actually crying as I was coming out because I felt so defeated and thinking, how is this already happening? Like, mm-hmm. God, we started this. We've been obedient to this. We need you to come through. And yeah. he definitely did. And, and so I'd love to share that testimony with you. But even just to show you in that, that was our second event. Mm-hmm. We're thinking, okay, we've, mm. we've prepared. We've done everything we can. And yet... We still weren't prepared, oh, but man, that's... we were so unprepared. <laughs> and it was it was hard, but that weakness was where his strength came through. It wasn't our qualifications or our talents by any means. It was just the miraculous mm. power of God. And, and what happened was we didn't have baskets. So Emmanuel families were giving baskets and making them with their families to give to another family. And we were a week out, and this we at first were gauging maybe 30 baskets we'd make. We had about seven baskets, and it was a week till the event. And we're thinking, this is, we can do this. This This is, this is, let's hope God comes through. (laughs) I thought this was bad. (laughs) It really, it really was. And we, we set up a table outside of church on our Sunday service. That's when you know it's desperate. Like, you're just (laughs) setting up tables on both sides of the exit so that they literally can't walk past you. (laughs) We, I, I felt bad, but you know what? We, we needed it for the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> for the children. And, for the children. <laughs> and actually, it was. And so when we finished, we we'd prayed, God, we need you to show up for this. Because RSVPs had already signed up. We, we, we were in this. It wasn't. We could not change yeah, what we, we were doing. We could not back out. Mm-hmm. And so we actually doubled what we had. From it was more than doubled. More than doubled, actually. In about 24 to 26 hours, I think we... Wow. How many baskets? Well, it was we well, it was at church first that we doubled yes. it, and then yes. we felt like okay, we have five or six more baskets probably that mm-hmm. we need. Then I got a phone call the next day that they needed like twenty plus more baskets. Whoa! So I... that's where that came in, and it I that was another time of crying. Honestly, this one was the one that stretched us the most. Was because I think I laughed at that one. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs, I cry. It's fine. It works. Um, <laughs> But no, we were we were really worried because this this was the biggest thing we've done, and we stepped out in complete faith. Yeah. What are we gonna do? And like you said, in in twenty four to thirty six hours, yeah. we texted everyone we could, and people donated and were so generous, um, and, and also donated baskets as well, but sponsored them, and we had so much that we actually had a surplus. Wow! Yeah, praise God. We um, how many extra baskets did we give away? Oh my gosh. Well, we had people that didn't come as well, unfortunately, due to some circumstances, mm-hmm. but we donated an additional, I think it was 15 or 20 of those baskets yep. went to other foster families that yep. couldn't attend. Yep. So every single basket was used, but it was, I mean, everything that we, that, 
that we were missing and more he provided mm-hmm. for. So we had to buy like games, tents, food. Um, I didn't have a Bluetooth speaker so that we can play music while the kids were playing. Um, and everything that we got was just like wonderfully covered everything. Wow. So yeah, and which there, was a lot of money. It really was. So that that's one thing that really stretched us and stretched our faith to know that he, when he calls us, that he was going to provide, but also just an amazing testimony of an event. Our kids were so happy, and we got to talk to them about Jesus. We got to talk to them about our church. Hopefully, they'll come and visit a church soon. Mm-hmm. And just, Even if it's not our church, mm-hmm. I don't care, just any church. Any. Know Jesus, find Jesus, that's all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's something. And also, one other thing that we've been doing is a food drive at a high school next to us. And across we've, the street. Yeah, it's across the street. Literally. <laughs> You can throw a rock and it's in their parking lot. Yeah, they're. <laughs> I'll do that next time. I'll try and try just to gauge. I'm here, guys. <laughs> Was Andrew lying? Yes or no? <laughs> and and we we've done this. It's been four months. I think it was four or five times. And it's just once a month, and we go for three hours or so. I think it was five. Five. Times, okay. Yeah. And we've and I. It's one of those small things. You just donate once a month, like three hours of your time, a little bit of heavy lifting, mm-hmm. but. It fed 1,100 households or wow. a bit over 1,100 households, Houses. which, Amazing. which I mean, breaking down is about 2,400 or more adults, about the same for children and over 700 seniors just broken down. Wow. And that's really a huge difference when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These little things that you can do tangibly in your day that just do that. Yeah. So so those are just some of the things we've done so far. During the summer we're planning to do more things and we're so excited. I am excited. We are. I you mean You can't tell from my voice, but I am excited. <laughs> and Hopefully we're you excited. can tell from yeah. mine, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I love how you guys are doing like making this impact here, you know, because I think a lot of people think when you get involved in like outreach it has to be this overseas mission yeah. trip or something big that you know, was my but, idea in the beginning yeah. like i wanted to be a missionary in africa or something crazy like i was just when i first got saved i was like lord take me somewhere <laughs> i don't care if i take a spear to the chest just take me somewhere <laughs> yeah um and then he didn't and i <laughs> ended up exactly where he wanted me to be which is exactly where i was so yeah, yeah. and so that's that's something that you have to remember is is going back to that everyday thing. It's the mindset of outreach. It's the mindset of being humble and servant-hearted. It's not, yeah, God can take you to different places. My best friend's a missionary right now in Honduras. So I understand there's there's an outreach where God calls you out from where you are. But mm-hmm. too often do we forget that there's so many people, especially just talking about Anaheim, that yeah. are homeless, that are broken, that are in despair and are needing a savior. And yeah. that's why we go. He doesn't say go to another country. He, you know, he doesn't specify, yeah. you know, he says go. Yeah. And so we're supposed to go wherever he calls us personally. It might be overseas for you or it might be your backyard. But no matter what, a soul is a soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A soul for the kingdom. That's right. Absolutely. Okay. So um, one last question. Is this How? a surprise question? No, not really. No. I don't think we told you. <laughs> um, it's just a pretty simple question, though, okay. so nothing to put on the spot. But how can our audience connect with you guys and support you? Katie? Um, sure. So you can follow our <laughs> Instagram page. So that's uh, Love Goes Emmanuel. Yes, with one M. <laughs> just, I, God, you're not going to find it if you put in two M's, so... 
That's true. So you can follow yeah. our Instagram and we have a link tree on our link section of our bio and that'll have a ton of information mm-hmm. where you can sign up so that you can know like if you're not at our church, for example, and you want to get involved, the more the merrier. Please come bring your friends and family. That and your neighbors. And your neighbors. Yeah. Bring everyone. Seriously. The, the more dogs, the merrier. Yes. Cats. I was thinking <laughs> that. I love that. Yeah. You know, we'll get a position for them too. They'll be the mascot. Yeah. It'll it'll work great. It's it'll boost morale. So but. in our link tree, if you click it in our bio, you'll see uh, towards the bottom that there is a newsletter option, and we actually put out monthly newsletters about what we've done either recently that month or a little bit prior, and what the outlook is for the next couple months or yeah. so. And that's a great way to get it in your inbox. We don't spam or do anything like that, I promise. And follow us on Instagram because that's where we post all of our updates. You'll find it in the stories and in actual posts from the Instagram. Yeah, so and just invite your friends and family, especially during the summer. We're planning to do more things. So we'd love to have you. You're always welcome. And just pray for our ministry and the lives that are being touched because mm-hmm. – it's not enough for us just to to see that they got an Easter basket. We we want to know that they came to the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we won't know that in this life, but we want to pray. That's okay. And we want to believe for it. We want to have the faith for it and, and really know that these lives are being changed. Yeah. Some seeds take years to grow. Yeah. You're not always going to see harvest in the first week, the first month, for six months. You might not even see any harvest from what you're sowing into your ministry for the first year. Who knows? The point is, it's not about the results that you can see with your eyes. See, it's the results that Jesus brings from Mm -hmm. the seed that you sow. Mm -hmm. And it's not about us, what we can do. We do our part, but then he handles the rest. And you have to be okay, even if you don't see things immediately happen. Yeah, and that makes me think about uh, The Chosen. It's a TV series about (laughs) Jesus. We're obsessed with it. But what the director says is it's not your job to feed the 5,000. It's your job to bring the loaves and the fish. And so that really marks me for just our ministry is that it's not my job to make the miracles happen or to convert someone. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. my job to do that. My job is to be obedient and take the leaps of faith and to just trust. He's the one that does everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our loaves and our fish that we bring is either a prayer for somebody or something it doesn't have to be i'm gonna go out to africa and i'm just gonna convert a whole tribe because that's <laughs> that's just what i'm gonna do it's like no you you have a place that the lord has called you and you do your part in that place whatever it is whether you bring the loaves and the fish or you sow or you reap whatever it is just be faithful in what you're doing and remember that it's not about you it's not about me it's about jesus it's about his glory and it's about seeing the reward that Jesus paid for, which is souls saved. Yeah. And even um, talking about that prayer is that even on our way here to record this, and we'll continue to be praying, but just for you who are listening, we're praying for you that whatever God has put on your heart in terms of ministry or just a calling in your life, both are so important, whether it's an official ministry of any kind or an unofficial, whatever is on your heart, or even if God hasn't spoken to you and you have a heart, like seeking after him we just pray that god would speak to you and that that your ministry would be strong your calling would be strong that that you would see his hand in it 
um, and that there would be no fear and that you would step out in boldness and faith because we need more people. We need more people for the kingdom. We need more people to serve. We need more ministries. All the ministries are important. The body needs all the parts. Mm -hmm. So just be encouraged and know that, that your ministry is important and it is going to be used for God's glory. And there are people praying and encouraging you that you don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say this. I don't know. I feel like I, I need to say this, but fear is optional. Mm. See, fear comes in as something that you can either choose mm-hmm. to meditate on, choose to think about, choose to accept, or you can choose to say, you know what? I see it. I I feel like I'm being attacked right now in this area and and I see the opportunity to have fear. But at the same time you have a second option which is faith. Yeah. So it's always a battle between fear and faith. Mm-hmm. Fear is optional. Honestly, so is faith. You can yeah. choose to have faith or you can choose to have fear. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. So move forward in faith, not fear. Yeah, amen to that. that um, so we'll be sure to post uh, on when we post about this episode. Um, we'll like have all of the links mm-hmm. for you guys to check out their page. And honestly, these events are so much fun. We've been to they a are. couple, and guys, like grab your friends and why not? You know, make a positive impact while y'all are hanging out. Like, yeah, it's a blessing for the people that we're trying to reach out, and it's a blessing for us as well. Absolutely. Okay, well, thank you, guys. I think we're all ready to wrap things up for today. Um, Thanks again for taking your time to talk to us about your ministry and share what you both learned along the way while starting it. We hope this episode blessed you all and is a resource you guys can use if you're in a similar situation. Be sure to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at Daring Faith. And join us next week uh, because we're diving into learning the balance between ministry and school or career. So we have a really special guest planned for that. Stay tuned for updates and be sure not to miss that. And a big thank you goes out to our team working behind the scenes to make this podcast possible. We appreciate you guys so much. Last but not least, DM us anytime for topic and guest suggestions, feedback, or just to say hi and connect with us personally. And until next time, God bless you all and have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.